Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Believe Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. Uh, I'm Fred. You can email us at sportsfredadale.com, sportsfredadale.com, along with Art Source, Galaxy Sports in Pennsylvania, and a former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans. And uh, first thing I, I have to talk about is uh, Seminole fans, Florida State fans, are most upset that they didn't make it into the uh, Final Four of college football. Well, listen, if they had their first-string quarterback, uh, they'd definitely be there. But uh, they don't have their first-string quarterback. So the bottom line is uh, – They'd be major underdogs against Alabama, against Georgia, uh, uh, and then we'll find out about that. And, of course, Oregon, who's lost twice this year to Washington, was a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against the Huskies, so they'd be at least a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against the third-string quarterback at Florida State. Art Source, agree or disagree? Oh, I, I definitely agree with you, Fred. And then taking nothing away with, with what the Seminoles accomplished, I mean, they beat every team that was on their schedule. They had a great season. But again, Fred, they have to look just within their own Atlantic Coast Conference because it was their commissioner who put the kibosh on the fact that there was going to be an eight or 12 team playoff this year. So, you know, as much as I feel bad for the players, I look at the reality of it. They're going to be in the Orange Bowl. They're going to take on the Georgia Bulldogs back to back national reigning champions who really have an argument. If you really want to know, they've got as good an argument as anybody. They went undefeated. They lost to a great Alabama team, which has improved. And I would think if you put Georgia up against Texas, who would you take in that game, Fred? Yeah, Georgia. Thank you. So, I I mean, you know, it it can work a lot of different ways. And then you've got an Ohio State team that, but for a missed field goal and a couple of calls, you know, they're they're ranked seventh. You know, this would have been the perfect year for an 18 playoff. Everybody would have got in, and it would have been fabulous. But no, but let's get back to the most important thing about college football. Finally, the NCAA says, Charlie Baker says, well, maybe we should give these kids $30,000 a year. Hey, uh, the horses have left the barn, Charlie. <laughs> I mean, you know, Mark Emmert, <laughs> the, this is like four years too late. And here's the really amazing thing, Fred, and, and people don't know this. Four years ago, 6% of the 85-man scholarship rosters at major colleges all right, 11,430 kids. 6% of them were, were portal transfers, transfer portal guys. Do you know what the percentage was this year, Fred? 25 or 30, I don't know. 21.7%. Yeah, and next year it'll probably be 30. Are there more trades in college football than there are in the, the NFL? It, it, yeah, it, it's an unbelievable. 1,700 kids currently in the portal. Okay, 13 so, from Ohio State. Okay, 13. so, so – okay, so, my heart says this, uh, USC stole uh, Lynn, the defensive coordinator uh, from the Bruins. And yeah, UCLA, the Lynn, he's like, yeah, he's a good one. What, I, what I'm hoping is that Dante Moore, the UCLA freshman quarterback, transfers to USC for $7.5 million if Caleb goes, and I think he's going because he's not going to play in the bowl game, the Holiday Bowl. Wouldn't that be great if, if, if UCLA loses him to SC and – He's being paid. Yeah, they're talking about the, the the two defensive ends. The twin t- defensive ends might be going going to USC too. I mean, come on. Would you have ever thought five years ago that SC or UCLA? I mean, I go back to Foster Anderson, Dave Levy, two great coaches that I coached uh, with coached on. You know, when I was at USC, they were UCLA grads and they became coaches at USC. 
But that was unheard of in those days. And now it's like, you know, hey, I, it's no big deal. College football. But we do have the 124th Army-Navy game tomorrow, which I think is real college football. These kids, when they graduate, they're going to be, you know, across the across the world, like on American Forces Radio, which we, they hear us all the time on that. You know, they're going to be defending our country, and this is one of my favorite games of the year. Um, I guess from what I'm hearing, Army's a three-point favorite, but I, I throw the, the odds mean nothing in this game because these kids just want to play. What are your thoughts on them playing up in uh, Foxborough this week? All I remember is that when I was a kid, my uncle, who uh, won all kinds of awards uh, fighting as a, as a naval guy, and my dad won awards, uh, a few awards uh, fighting for the Army um, during World War II, they'd come over the house. Well, my dad was at the house, obviously. My uncle would come over the house, and we'd watch the Army-Navy game every year. And it was well, those like, two probably had a, had a good time together. They, 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 they were laughing. And those are the days when, you know, I mean, I'm thinking Roger Staubach, yeah. you know, Joe Bellini. My dad always talked about him. And, and I mean, that's when I think, believe Navy was like a, a powerhouse. And Army had been a powerhouse for many, many years. And, you know, I just, to me, there's something about that game that, that I just, uh, it has a special meaning because growing up around the world at different bases when my dad was in the department of defense i used to look forward to that game and whether we were at an army base or a, a naval base the 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 officers and the and the you know the, the the ncos and all the you know the enlisted men they loved that game fred and i mean it meant so much to all those people and it's just I, i'm real happy that they they get there one day where they get the the full the full exposure Believe sports biz, sports media, also on pod clips around the world. I want to go back to the Florida State Georgia game. If you're a player for Florida State, love your thoughts on this. Are you going to play hard, or are you going to play like you don't care? I'll tell you what. You better play hard because Georgia's got a good football team. I mean, they've lost like I believe maybe once or twice in the last three years. So I mean, they're going to be up against it. Florida State's ranked number number four. I don't know how that works out. You're not in the final four, but that's in the AP rankings. Georgia is six. Um, I, I would think Georgia would have to be favored probably by 10 points in that game. Um, that's so you, so let's say let's say you're playing for Florida State. Uh -huh. You're the you're the you're the how, are you gonna play hard or not? What do you what do you think I, of every that? time every time I got on the field? I mean, I loved the ability. I mean, I got to play in four bowl games, Fred. I loved it. Um, we were lucky enough to win all four bowl games, not because of me, because of guys like Anthony Munoz and Charles White and Marcus Allen and, and uh, you know, Ronnie Lott and people like that, <laughs> a little better football players than I was. But, I mean, I got to tell you, I still look back when I look at my championship rings and I think of my teammates, and it was something special. And I, and I wonder how these kids – could look in the mirror and not want to play in a bowl game. I know it's a financial decision, but boy, I'll tell you what, if you're a football player and you're playing in a bowl game and there's a hundred thousand people in the Rose bowl or 75,000 people in the orange bowl, how does that not get you fired up to want to play in one of those games? I just don't understand it. Fred. You remember, you remember the first guy to pull that first guy to pull it. Oh, it was the running back for Ohio state. Wasn't it? No. No? Stan Stanford. 
Elway? 49er. No. John Brody? No, it just happened six oh, years he's ago. he's a 49er now. I, I have no idea who it was. McCaffrey. Was the oh, first really? Guy. He, he After that play. one Rose Bowl he had at Stanford against Iowa? <laughs> he would, he, uh, he the would greatest not performance I ever saw in a bowl game. <laughs> he wouldn't play the, because he obviously didn't want a chance of getting hurt. Hey, friend, he I got I got to talk to you about something that really bothered me last night watching Thursday Night Football. Um, I watched, you know, I, I'm a football aficionado. I, I, I love watching receivers block in the running game. It's integral to having big plays. I'm watching Deontay Johnson and George Pickens playing wide receiver for the Steelers. And Mike Tomlin seems like a no-nonsense guy to me, okay? I watch them taking play after play off on running plays where they just kind of lope down the field and they don't even block the guy the corner. And I'm saying to myself, at what point in time in the National Football League when guys like Heinz Ward and, and some of the great receivers of all time who were great blockers, at what point in time does that become you know par for the course where you're not giving everything you have on every play to make your team that much better? Does that, does that kind of show a little bit about the modern-day athlete, or, or am I missing something here? No, on the sideline earlier in the game, uh, uh, Pickens was like, screaming or he was hollering at somebody tomlin call him over and and say look you know we're trying to get you the ball but but your biscuit's been under fire the whole game i mean they had that guy under under you know under siege he looked like uh, paris in 1942 (laughs) he had no chance all right you were a professional golfer you made a lot of money more than a quarter of a million dollars playing golf John Rahm is making a little bit more than that. How much is he making uh, switching to the Saudis uh, golf league? Well, how about a half a billion plus? <laughs> 566 million federal diplomas is my favorite Bing Crosby would say. <laughs> Fred, who to thunk it? Huh? And I mean, I, far be it from me to dog it. You know, if somebody wants to give you that kind of money, you know, and he even said last June he'd never do something like that. Well, never is a long, long time, as we all know in the world of sports. But uh, he does have two young kids. He's been married about five years. He's 28 years old. And, you know, even Rory McIlroy, who's been a big spokesman in the, the feud between the PGA Tour and the LIV group and PIF, he said, look, you know, I really can't fault him. You know, and Jason Day had the best line of all. Everybody has their number. <laughs> And, you know, that's that's something my dad used to talk about years ago, and I always questioned that one. But I guess everybody does have their number. We'll have to ask Joe Biden what that number is. Apparently, uh, uh, Otani uh, got He's the got right number, number. <laughs> from Toronto. Uh, that's well, the latest. 600 million, I'm hearing? Folks, we're, we're, we're taping this uh, uh, Friday afternoon, uh, Pacific time. Uh, um, and uh, we've heard, we've all heard now, I had heard it was Chicago or Toronto. Now we think everybody's saying he's, he's agreed to Toronto. A lot what, of Labatt's beer, huh? What do you think? I'm, I'm amazed. I would not have thought Toronto would be in there. I was thinking the Mets, the Cubs, the Dodgers, even the Angels. But, uh, wow. I mean, that's that's amazing. I mean, and and who knows, three years from now, he might, you know, he might, be back as a as a pitcher two years from now. If if Toronto does it, I mean they become well. Then you have the the Soto move 
to New York with that friendly confines of right field in, in the new Yankee Stadium. How many home runs could Juan Soto hit with guys like Judge and Giancarlo Stanton hitting behind him? But it's only one, he's only got one more year on his contract. He's been on three teams now in the last, what, three years. Washington, Padre's got Brad five Eagle. really good prospects for him five. as well. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if it doesn't work out. Uh, and then you hear, you know, you hear rumors about uh, certain uh, situations that maybe he's not a hustler, you know, something like that. I watched and, a lot of his games on Mass and Fred. Uh, and I didn't see many of his Padre games, so I don't know if he's changed in the last couple of years, but there, there's something to be said for that rumor. Now, here's my other question for you, Fred. Everybody's talking about Dak Prescott as the MVP, okay? He hasn't beaten a good team yet. Now, Philadelphia comes rolling into the Jerry world this Sunday. Dallas favored by three and a half. Do you think Dallas and San Francisco would be the favorites? I, I mean, how do you view that game? Is this a must-win game for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys? Philadelphia is coming off that bad loss. Uh, so you know they're going to be playing hard. Um, I think I'd, I'd say San Francisco, Philadelphia, and then Dallas in, in, in that order as far as uh, the, the playoffs are, are concerned. Yeah, he's going to have to prove it against uh, a team like Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is going to have to prove it here too from the aspect there, and you, you've probably read the articles you are in Pennsylvania concerning uh, Purdy versus Hurts. There are writers that are saying, hey, we love we love Hurts, but we really love Pur we really love Purdy. And you know, Purdy uh, reminds me of an old quarterback I played with, Pat Hayden. You yeah. know, maybe not the greatest talent in the world, but he didn't make any mental mistakes. He always had the ball, right time with the right guy, and of course a road scholar, a really sharp kid. So there is something to be said for that. And when I see Purdy on the sidelines, he looks like a twelve-year-old to me. I swear to God, Fred. <laughs> maybe I think that's because I'm 126. <laughs> I think the stats are. 27 touchdowns and five interceptions. That's not bad. That's not, not bad. bad at all. And the Debo Samuel just goes underneath the radar. Everybody's talking about Tyreek Hill and, you know, he's going to set the all-time record. Well, that performance last Sunday, you know, in Philadelphia, Debo Samuel, I mean, talk about a guy that could play all the positions on offense. I mean, he is just from the, from the, the, the stomach down, he, he's built like a defensive tackle. I mean, these guys, he just bounces off these guys. It's going to one, be amazing to see. One, one quick question. The uh, L.A. Bowl, UCLA versus Boise State, coming up soon. Um, my question is, how many people show up? Does Chip show up? 27,000 and it'll be padded. It's, it's like the old Chick Hearn joke. There's a lot of people here dressed like seats. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's believable that... Uh, Wasn't that the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl originally or something like that? Yeah, it was the Kimmel Bowl, yeah. Okay. Uh, and now, it's, is it the Kelsey Bowl? Or, uh, he's, how many commercials can one human being do? Uh, wow, I'll tell you what. Wait till he and, and Taylor Swift, who was the time, you know, person of the year, <laughs> you know, which I think she deserves personally, but... Boy, the NFL is going to work that for everything they can get out of it. Don't you think, Fred? Oh, no question. But before we go, you brought up Taylor Swift. Interestingly, she wrote a song, Pro-Gay Marriage. Pro-Gays. She's been hassled getting emails or whatever, any kind of social media nonsense from the right wing. They've gone crazy about that. And uh, wow. but, but she did say football is awesome. 
<laughs> Who knows? Hey, you know, I got to throw out really cool thing happened uh, with the uh, the I guess it's the the old timer. The old timers put Jim Leland in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim Leland, one of my favorite managers and Bill White, who I loved as, as a missed again. The, yeah, he missed by one vote. And so did Lou Pinella. And uh, that was kind of a bummer. But hey, Jimmy Leland, I'm happy to see him because I'll tell you what, he reminded me a lot of Earl Weaver. You know, they just they were just baseball guys from from the word go. All right. Uh, that's it uh, for this edition of Believe Sports Biz Sports Media. Also hard on per- heard on pod clips uh, for Arch. OK, Fred, wait Fred. a minute. Before you go. You, yeah. Heisman Trophy here. You're on the you're you're the voter. You can't tell me who, but. You know, you can, you can tell me the. I'm not going to tell you who, uh, but everybody says that uh, Daniels is going to win it. He's the heavy favorite from LSU. Um, I didn't vote for him. Okay. Why? I was going to tell you, he did did get the the AP Player of the Year award. They gave him that today. So I I can't vote for anybody who plays for Brian Kelly. Uh, And and it goes way back to. uh, I'm with you on that one. All right. For Mario, for Art, I'm Fred. Uh, Stay tuned for more down the road of Believe Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on PodClips. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.